listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Faith, do we have any new patrons to We thank? have some amazingly awesome new patrons. Woo! Guys, thank you. Uh, Zoe K. Zoe K is going my way. Chris G. Chris G is from the land of the free. You don't know that. I don't know they where could Chris be G from is a horrible from. dictatorship. Okay. Good God. Chris G. Amanda. Well, help. I think it's Amanda J. Amanda J. Yep. And. Likes to play. Anne HL. All right. Anne HL. H. Rings my bell. Hey. What do you want to talk about today? I just recently got 11 questions weird number but hey turn it up to 11 turn it up to 11 so we're gonna turn it up to 11 today mm-hmm. these were from uh reddit this user. is from a reddit user uh who reached out to me and uh came up with 11 questions awesome so i thought this might be a fun episode to just run through these 11 questions cool, cool. and let me start off by saying that when i was first on the internet it's like 2003 2004 mm-hmm. on my myspace page or things like that or mm-hmm. my GeoCities, or you are not alone or whatever i was constantly reaching out to trans women oh for real I'm being like, what's hormones like? <laughs> what's it like to transition? You know, just How because... much do chokers cost? Yeah. <laughs> what time are pickles? <laughs> exactly. Because I didn't know. And so... And, How and... come balls? <laughs> so I... What um... books girl clothes now on print? <laughs> How many toward the of trans toward no yes please <laughs> of um how could because haters <laughs> yours are better than mine anywho so I one of those one of those trans girls I reached out to a young Jamie Clayton oh who who also gave me some fun advice and stuff so um I want to say yeah I. It's one of the reasons I like doing the show. It's one of the reasons I like answering questions like this. It, it's because I've I've turned into the next generation. Mm-hmm. The torch has been. I'm handing the torch to the next generation of of uh, uh, what do they call them? Eggs. Eggs looking to be hatched. Well, if they're asking these questions, they might be past the egg stage. They Maybe cracked their shell. But you were a baby trans. I was a baby trans. And, and now you're new baby transes. And now you're a mama trans. Yep. And one day you'll be a grandma trans. Uh huh. I think I might already be the grandma trans. You're we'll not see. a grandma trans. <laughs> All right. Hit me with these baby trans questions. Hit me questions. with your best. Sh- now wait. If I sing that whole thing, we'll have to pay a royalty. We'll have to pay. Yeah. Um, how do people react? Well, let me start over. If you don't want to answer any of the questions, that's fine. I completely understand. Just let me know. Also, if you can think of anything I missed, please let me know. Also, take your time. No rush. Anything we I will. missed, I don't know. Listen to Gender Rebels. We'll come ah. up with stuff while we're yeah. talking about these. Okay. Thank you for the questions. Yes. Can yeah. I read the questions? Yeah. Because you'll be doing all mm-hmm. the talking. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, thanks. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read the questions as if I am this Redditor. First one. Faith, how do people react when they find out? You are trans. And if you tell them, does that affect their reaction? So I think there's like two different ways of looking at this question. I'm not sure. So I'll just answer both. Go. Um, Firstly, it could be like, all right, am I, are you assuming I'm stealth? 
and that mm. thus I pass as a cis woman 100% of the time, and thus it would be a huge surprise to anyone that I'm transgender. Mm-hmm. Or is it like coming out to people? So let's do let's both. Let's do both, yeah. One, I don't think I'm stealth or pass very well. I'm a very large woman. Mm. Um, I'm 5'10", for Christ's sake. You're on the larger side. I'm on the average. larger side. I'm like 99th percentile. So mm, I would say. Anyway, well, whatever. Anyway, so average American woman is 5'4". Anywho. Yeah, but that takes into account, like, teeny girls. That's true. Anyway. I, anyway, I, I don't know, like, to what extent that this has even happened, but it has happened once. I do recall, which was a friend of mine who hung out with a few times as a, she'd met me. We went out clubbing which I, I've only done like twice in my life. Yeah. And uh, I was clubbing with her and a couple other friends and there was drinking involved and we were, because we were clubbing, there was bottle service, which I've never had before mm-hmm. either. Very fancy night out. Anywho, she, yeah, we were friends. We hung out a few times. Girl yeah. mode that time. I was girl mode. And then one time we went and saw her band because she was in a band and we went and saw her band and I was in guy mode. Mm-hmm. She had no idea. And she was yeah. like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I knew you had a deep voice, but I didn't <laughs> think anything. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. Um, can you think of any other situations where I can where that has sort of things happened where someone has assumed I'm a cis woman? You had a friend, a co-worker um, who didn't know because she I? came over for dinner. Oh, yeah. She she didn't know. And um, I put in like no effort. So I was very <laughs> I know you were anxious that night because you were out walking the dogs and we arrived home. and You're like, yeah. ah, I didn't get to clean yeah. up. Uh, and we had dinner and conversation. It was a lovely night. And then, like, months later, I mentioned you were trans and she didn't know. Yeah. Um, but there is also that doctor who didn't understand why you were oh, taking. Oh, yeah. I had a dermatologist. It was an old Jewish guy. <laughs> he's just like a, he's like a New York stereotype. Mm-hmm. It's old Jewish doctor. And he, it was like, oh, it was like, why are you taking estradiol and spironolactone? I was like, it's, it's hormone replacement therapy. I don't like these questions. When doctors, when this sort of thing comes up. Why not? Because I just, so eventually, so I have to come out. Like but, I was at the cardiologist and they were like, what surgery are you know, getting a surgical clearance? And they're like, what surgery are you having? And I went to be like a sex change operation. No. So I'm like mumble Jiras or something, uh-huh. you know, because I'm like, just let's not get into this. But it's I, your doctor. I know, but <laughs> it's still. I get literally anyone else on the planet, including your dentist. But it's your doctor. I know, but right. take it. You know what? Just Maybe your therapist. Come Those at, come at two... this, come at this with your cis opinions. Aren't you glad I'm here? You're, yes, with my totally uninformed uh-huh. cis opinions. So the doctor, yeah, that was another fun one. I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, and that was unrelated to your. The doctor was very confused. He and then I was like. I forget what he said. It was something like, oh, okay. You're too young for menopause, right? Yeah. And he's like, you're too young for menopause. I don't understand it. And I was like, I'm trans. And he's like, uh, what? What? Sorry. And so it, he figured it out. But anyway, that was, so there's been a few times that's happened. Again, I think there is surprise mm-hmm. in those cases. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I pass perfectly. I think obviously I have in a few situations, mm-hmm. but I have not in other situations. Mm-hmm. So... Um, as far as coming out to people, mm-hmm. coworkers, family, etc., friends, friends, everyone's been really awesome. Yeah, but you only pick awesome people to be friends with. Too. Pretty much, yeah. And Self-selecting the, group. It is. Coworkers, um, 
I probably have a few asshole coworkers. I know some Trumpy coworkers. Mm-hmm. In general, if they have problems with it or think it's ridiculous or stupid, they make fun of me behind my back. Nice, which works for me. That's where it should be. Um, uh, other I mean, than it that, be. everyone's been very professional at work. Some people have screwed up pronouns a few times, which is why I just want to go to a new job. Um, I will at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people have been more than professional yeah. somebody got you flowers mm-hmm. other women you know you have your conversations about wigs or makeup yeah. or like uh, you were like part of the girl gang at the holiday party there's been more positive than negative at least what I've i found no you. i think it's been very positive um even at work mm-hmm. so i i don't even my conservative christian family has been <clears throat> fairly positive surprisingly so, so. surprisingly so yeah. yeah that's how's everything how's every people react Different ways, mm-hmm. but there you go. Uh, next question. Wait, let's scroll up real quick. There was like a second part. Of, um, That's actually... Up, up. Uh, and if you tell them, does that affect their reaction? I guess so the other ways that they would find out is they just look at you and know. Yeah. Or someone else tells them, like me. Or... um, I don't think it affects the reaction, yeah, I, I guess. So. Yeah, people okay. are either surprised or not surprised, and generally cool about it and if they're shitheads we don't have to see it too much Mm -hmm. too much no (laughs) next is europe better for trans people compared to the u.s or another place in the world for that matter so my answer to this is it depends cool yeah the europe and the u.s are both very diverse places all right Mm -hmm. um europe's a whole continent and the u.s is like two-thirds of a continent no it's about a third of a continent anywho um canada's quite a bit of north america that's north america that's not the u.s yeah right. uh, i said of a continent so i live in new york city which tends to be a very good place to transition because mm-hmm. i have access to surgery i have access to health clinics that do trans care i have ac- access to doctors who have heard of experience path standards doctors, or yes. transgender treatment so that's awesome. New York is a actually a very liberal city. It's an incredibly diverse place. It's it's arguably the most diverse place on the entire planet in our nation's history. Uh, more people from more countries and more languages and more backgrounds and more religions and more ethnicities in New York City than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that some of us are trans, who gives a shit? Uh, barely registers. Barely registers. So it's in New York, it's just kind of like another human variation. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Rural Montana, I don't know. Might not be as great. I think I've heard from... Actually, this is just... Oh, this is a lesbian couple. One yeah. was trans and uh, in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And at least this was maybe four years ago that I read this article, but they're like, it's not great. We yeah. We have to have a collapsible tactical baton with us at all times. oh god like, that's it's horrifying really not great four years ago okay. yeah um so yeah in in rural areas it's people may be more conservative mm-hmm. they may be more religious they may be uh you're not going to have access to the health care you may have to drive a while um so it's it's you know to, if you're going to find a therapist, you may have to drive four hours for mm-hmm, that therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in large cities, you don't. And I imagine Europe's probably similar. Europe where the is, larger cities yeah. are going to have the people and equipment and skills and mm-hmm. resources. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And you also have Western Europe and Eastern Europe. Sure. Eastern Europe is, is catching up economically, but still not quite there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it may be... You may have more resources in Western Europe than in Eastern Europe. Again, Europe is a diverse place. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Europe is, I think, socially more liberal than the U.S., but there's some backward stuff in Europe. Mm -hmm. As far as in the U.K., you have to uh, identify as your gender for two years, living as your your preferred gender for two years before being allowed to get on hormones. Um, In Sweden or somewhere, in Scandinavia, and this was recently, I think they got rid of it, you had to have gotten castrated. Oh, there are before a few, you could transition. You got to be sterilized. I don't remember sterilized. Sweden, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like weird. It's like if you're MTF, by the way, the treatment sterilizes you anyway. We're good. Yeah, we're good. It's 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 literally when they talk about chemical castration mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of like child molesters, it's the same drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there's Europe still has some kind of more backwards uh, hoops to jump through as far as medically transitioning. In the U.S., um, at least where you can get a doctor who's heard of this, mm-hmm. there's what's called the W-PATH, which is the something, it stands for something. And- <laughs> Guess. W, uh, World. Good. Practitioner. Applicable treatment hospital i don't know it is the i have it here but now it they've stands got this for oh for god's sake it's COVID a really weird thing world yeah. professional association for transgender health that works better than mine yep so in the u.s uh doctors are supposed to follow the those standards which basically says uh for transition medically transitioning imply um informed consent is basically it you mm-hmm. tell people hey this is this is your health risks, this is your benefits, etc. And you let them decide for themselves. Mm-hmm. And they also it's, have guidelines for kids or, or you know, other cases. Yeah. It's not quite that way in Europe. There's still some, like, more hoops you have to jump through. Mm-hmm. Also, the UK has some weird transphobia on the left. Oh, that's right. They got a lot of turfs. They do have a them. lot of turfs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's a little weirder. So, again, the question is about very diverse places, and mm-hmm. it's going to depend on where you are in those places. Albania is not going to be as nice as London, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Never been to Albania. So I'm trying to think maybe that mm-hmm. this question was intended to like in in a in a situation where you have the option to choose yeah. where you're going to be. Maybe you're looking at colleges or jobs or something like that. Is it better to be in the U.S. or better to be in Europe? It, it It's not as clear-cut as that so much as it's look at the specific locations. Yeah. If you're looking at San Antonio and um, Madison, Wisconsin, and Santiago, Chile, and uh, Stockholm, Sweden, and um, Prague. Like, you know, you, you would want to assess the uh, a smaller area. Yeah. You want to assess the city or the country and hear from people who live there and go from there. You would also ask about other areas. Surprisingly... Uruguay in South America yeah. is like way gay friendly, like insanely awesome for gays. So when kids used to make fun of it and call it "you are gay," they were right. Oh my gosh! For once, the bully bullying children were correct. They were also right yeah. when they called you gay. They were. Yeah, they were still assholes, but they were correct. Yeah. Um, Sometimes the asshole is correct. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to accept. Mm-hmm. Hey, babe, I got another mm-hmm. question. All right. When did you know you were trans? So for me, I knew I wanted to be a girl from the time I was about three or four years old. And that is some of my earliest memories, literally. Um, But because I grew up in the 80s 
And it was also a conservative family, a military family. I grew up in the South. We were evangelical. Uh, it wasn't until I was about 15 or so when I could get on the the internet or go to the library by myself and sort of read. I looked up like, Tran- I, I forget, trans- but I looked up transsexual in the library. And the only one book they had was Transsexual Empire, which is a very, which is like the foundation of TERFs. It's, it's a lot of wrong information in there. Book. I yeah. still read it because it was the only thing we had. Sure. But um, it wasn't until like kind of the mid 90s or early 90s that I was able to like kind of understand what transgender was that mm-hmm. like, um, you know, we didn't get a lot of LGBTQ topics so when in you my read family. Transsexual Empire, a book that is not. That doesn't put trans people in a great light. No. I think it says you're mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other things. Did you get anything from that? Yeah, did it was you still interesting. The description of trans people or, or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I did, and then eventually I would go on to um, the internet, mm-hmm. as it were, um, and I and I found stories like Carolyn Cosey's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an amazing woman who transitioned in you know the '60s. And her. a few other people like that who who transitioned very early. I found their stories. I found other stories, and it was like, oh. <laughs> um, so, but I knew I had that difference when I was very very young, and mm-hmm. I spent my like junior high wondering if I was like gay or something, or so you knew you were going to hell. You knew you were different. Yeah, you knew it was probably going to be seen as wrong mm-hmm. by a lot of people, but you didn't know you were trans. Yeah. until when. Probably about 14 or 15. Okay. When I really knew what being transgender was. Okay. Back then, we had a thing called the Information Superhighway. Good, good damn. Yeah. Would was, you surf it? Um, my mom actually had CompuServe, <laughs> which was like one of the earliest ones. So so we, or Prodigy even. Mm. So like we had internet going. My mom was kind of an early tech adopter. So we had internet in like 1990. Yeah, like you we had very in your browser and what she must. No have one seen. knew about browsers or anything <laughs> back then. I was the one who figured that out. Mm. Um, okay, so, so you knew mm-hmm. you knew something was different at three. You knew what you were at fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. If you could give pre-transition advice to yourself, what would it be? Hey, fourteen-year-old Faith, have yeah. a seat. Or have even a twenty-five-year-old me, thirty-year-old me. <laughs> yeah. Have a beer. Uh, yeah. Let's talk. I think the biggest thing is you'll be fine. That's what I would say to myself. You will be fine. How do you know that, though? Because I... I mean, now you I, know I'm, Because I'm from the future. <laughs> okay, how would um, you have convinced <laughs> Also, you? stop 9-11 from happening. We can't let Trump become president. Maybe quit uh, smoking. Yeah, so... Um, anywho, uh, it's, I think that sort of is. You'll be fine. Uh, I was terrified starting and then making that decision... So transition is terrifying. I mentioned my evangelical background and the idea of like having all this deep-seated shame about it. Um, but I think it's like you'll be fine because transition is wonderful once you've done it. But making that decision is so terrifying. Coming out at work was terrifying. Um, legally changing my name was terrifying. Coming out to you, my partner, was terrifying. Every single part of it was terrifying. Mm. But then once I did it, I was like, oh, oh, that was nothing. This is fine. Like, 
Um, Except sometimes for some people, it's not fine. So you weren't it's not, wrong. I'm not wrong, to but it is. But for this is to me, mm-hmm. my advice to yeah. Yes. Other people might not be fine. Other people yeah. transition may not be right for everyone. Yeah. And other people, I might say, oh, maybe wait until you're out of your parents' house, or yeah. you're not dependent on bad people for your finances or something. Yeah. It depends, you know. Um. So for me, I would say it's scary, but it's going to be fine and it's easy and don't be afraid and there's no reason to hesitate. And this is what I'd tell myself because I brought a lot of fear and anxiety into it. A lot of people didn't. Mm -hmm. A lot Mm -hmm. of people know they're like, yeah, I'm trans. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Transitioning at 16. Give me those drugs. I am all in. I don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah. Those kids are so lucky. They are. Hey, Faith, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite type or piece of clothing? For me, I would say, well, it's going to be black. It's always black. Black shift dress. I think I, Mm. gosh, I think black. I have to say, this is me admitting something. I think black shift dresses are super sexy. Mm -hmm. I think any shift dress is because I love office wear. Mm -hmm. Something about office wear that I think is like, like nice office wear, which most women don't do. Um. Most no, women, most women, okay, not, not in my work. Okay. Maybe I just don't have, I don't really have any attractive coworkers. Um, Good. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. Uh, any little black dress, little black dress is kind of my thing. I think I remember you looking at the Banana Republic office wear women's yes. clothes. And on the website. On the website. Yeah. And that did something to you. I know you had come out to me already and you might have talked to a doctor, like, but there was another landmark that coming out at work i think it was coming out at work yeah. and something then, about that it pushed you over the edge you're like this this has to yeah. be my life and mm-hmm. I, i'm going to I do this, wear this now and i i also when i i work in um new york city i work in like a bunch of office built you know an area where there's just a ton of office buildings mm-hmm. and i was like all right um when I made my appointment to come out to HR, I was going to come out at work. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, got a three o'clock appointment Start with, with HR. HR. Yep. And then I remember going out at like one thirty. I'm like, I got to go for a walk. I was like, I'm going to go look and see if I f- see women in business wear. <laughs> and that'll like, you that know, will help. that'll help. Yes. Yes. And so I don't remember seeing that many, but. How many black shift dresses do you own? Do I own? Two, I think. Three. No, three. I own three. In addition to the purple one? In addition to the purple one, yes. In addition to... I think I did have a gray. gray I did, but I got rid of the gray. Would you want like a pinstripe one? I think that would be very sexy. I don't know if I'm... Emphasize the curves. I don't know. We'll have to see. What do you wear when you're cold? If you're in your shift dress. I have sweaters. I bring sweaters. So like a cardigan? Yeah. Not a blazer. I actually don't have cardigans. I have some like looser sweaters, but I... Um, I do. I actually intended to get a cardigan, but, um, I swear to God, one time I went shopping for cardigans and I found like a hundred cardigans at various stores. And then the last time I went to look for them, no one had them. Mm-hmm. Like it had just gone out of fashion. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. Um, I, I based, silk shells. <laughs> I based a lot of my early work outfits on Annie Edison from Community. Ah, yes. Who mm-hmm. used to wear very Button-up cardigans. Button-up cardigans with a dress you or had a, a skirt. You um, a librarian look yeah. starting out. Now mm-hmm. you are business goth. Yeah, now I'm business goth. Yeah. Um, which is Emily Blunt from Devil, Devil Wears Prada. Prada, who wore all Vivian Westwood. Mm. One uh, day you'll be able to afford that. I found a really cool website of punk slash goth clothes. 
that had a ton of faux Vivian Westwood or Vivian Westwood inspired skirts and stuff. Really? But they were all Asian sizes. Tiny sizes. I even sent it to a tiny friend of mine and she was like, oh, I can't wear Asian sizes. <laughs> and she's five foot nothing. And like, you know, 95 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I can't do Asian sizes. Aww. So I was like, because she said she couldn't fit into an Asian large. Wow. So who knows? Anywho, I was Any- very sad. I'm sorry. So babe. that's my favorite type of clothing. What is the biggest difference you notice now living as a woman? I think I am happier now. Mm-hmm. I am more comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? I know you take joy in more things, specifically your appearance. Back in the bad old days, you you hated menswear. You hated men's shoes. Nothing seemed to fit. You I hated was so shopping. bad at being a guy. And I, I remember thinking, like, I need to get Bill or whatever the fuck your name was. I, I need to expose him to really great men's clothes because there's good menswear out there. And maybe that's the problem. Is you even got your gay brother he, to help me. He, yeah, isn't getting the right sizing or the right cut or the right materials. And he just seems to hate clothes so much. But he's such a handsome guy. Um, and and you you had no interest. You didn't. I'll buy you a Hugo Boss suit. No, no, I don't. I don't. You had zero interest, zero appetite. I hated guys' work shoes. Yeah, and and great distaste yeah. for the clothes you did have. They were baggy. That's such a mm-hmm. such a giveaway, you know. When someone dresses in very very baggy clothes, that's right. I I asked my brother to help you. Yeah. Did I? What was that? Did I tell you to ask him for I help? Forget I forget what, what I did. Was, yeah. Um. And it was a, a real source of misery for you. Yeah. So that's definitely gone. That has completely flipped. And now clothing and appearance and everything is a source of joy for you, except when you don't like your hair or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're definitely happier about that. You were always funny. You were always sarcastic. You were always, um, I mean, you had some shitty jobs in there and those were hard yeah. on the mood too. So that couldn't help things. You're definitely happier now. I think so. And female friendships. I think that's the other mm. great part I love. Mm-hmm. Male-male friendships. We were just talking about this. And we're going to talk about this more in another episode. Mm-hmm. Guys are subtly bullying each other constantly. Mm. They're always sort of jockeying for position, putting each other down, being constantly competitive. And I fucking hate it. I hate guy friendships. Could it be you only had shitty guy friends? No, because I this is many, many people over many years, including good people. Yeah. People who aren't shitty, but who this is just how guys are. And it's, and it's not it's, just giving you a hard time. It's actually trying to put you down. It's yeah. Actually... Guy friendships are terrible. They're constantly making fun of each other. They're constantly trying to one up each other. Mm-hmm. It's just it's competitive. Friendships with women, I feel, are much more supportive mm-hmm. and healthy and fun. And fun. Positive. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just much more positive. Um, so that I because like. I like giving my friends a hard time sometimes. Sometimes, but we do it with love. That's true. Um, yeah. All right, that is the best part of living as women. What is the hardest part? I think about. I think I can answer this one, ladies, and it's cramps am i right <laughs> girls <laughs> um giving up privilege in ways that mm. you never even noticed mm. and we've talked about this before privilege is is a word that i think a lot of people don't like because it sort of implies that that they have bonuses that they don't feel like they have because they're yeah. like my life's hard what are you talking about yeah. i have privilege i'm i'm and, poor i i have a chronic yeah. health condition how how what where's my privilege and again it's That's just not what it is. it's just about 
playing on a slightly easier level and recognizing that you do. Everyone, I think, has some degree of privilege mm-hmm. and it helps to recognize that in yourself. Mm-hmm. And some people have more, some people have less, and it's not a value judgment on you. It's not like, it's not like the situation where we're like, white men have ruined everything. Well, and I mean, uh, uh, to be fair, <laughs> a lot of people have ruined a lot of things. <laughs> this is true. All colors, all sexes, all everything. Yeah. Okay. Some animals have ruined things. Mrs. Yeah. O'Leary's cow burned down the city of Chicago. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's that's saying. that's like a the whole colonial thing. But there's other things. Yes. Uh, it, look at history. Everyone's horrible to everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that um, the rise of Europe in the 1500s happened to be the most recent group of people who were tremendous assholes to everyone but if you look back at history other people were assholes too it's just that's our most recent example and that's who still retains some of that power don't worry it's changing china gets to be the asshole now and they're already doing so well at it weren't people ever nice to each other no babe people are not nice ever pick up a history book you only hear about wars and stuff it's all in history. Wars, famines, plagues, torture. Pestilences. Pestilences. Deaths. You don't hear about pestilence much anymore. How did we get onto this? Anywho. Privilege. Um, okay. <laughs> blah, giving up your privilege. So, all right. Even in, in a very nice neighborhood that we have, when I'm walking alone at night, I'm, I have to be more alert. Mm. I have to be more aware of my surroundings. If there's like a group of kids, I'm like, uh. um, so there's things like that. There's like giving up that, that level of, of perceived safety or perceived comfort in situations um who owns the space kind of mm-hmm. you know men own question you know quotation marks they own the space that they're in and that's why it's a whole societal thing we're getting into but Definitely. um women kind of don't socially or aren't allowed to socially and this is like where cat calling and things like that comes into comes into it and so it's things like that, giving up that ownership of the space, giving up ownership of things at work or like being, especially I've noticed female bosses tend to be worse about this than male bosses. Hmm. I don't know why that is. Um, But like of like talking down to women. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's really shitty. It is. It might just be shitty people. But wow, um, super shitty. I've yeah. had good and bad female bosses, oh, okay. and good and bad male bosses. So, um, yeah. But it's it's just my current thing since transition. Mm-hmm. It may just be that there's shitty people at my job. Yep. So that I think's the hardest part. It's just you don't even realize what your privilege is until you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But then you've gained stuff too. You have. Well, that's not the question. The no. question was the hardest part. Hardest okay. Part. What is the one thing that someone thinking of transitioning should know? This is the fact that transition is slow. <laughs> um, when I got on hormones, the doctor said to me, transition is a marathon, not a sprint. But she was wrong. It's one of those 1,000 mile tough man challenges. <laughs> it's a re- It's like when they did that car race from New York. Or from Paris to, like, San Francisco or whatever it is. Yeah. No, it was New York to Paris. They did a car race in, like, 1905. Okay. With these, like, cars running on lawnmower engines, you know. <laughs> and there was no roads anywhere. 
Um, well, that was a race. It said it right in the thing. Yeah, it was a race, but it was a it was not a, ma- a marathon. It's also a race, not counting marathon, the city in Greece. Right, of course, not. but uh, <laughs> or the guy, or the guy. Wait, who's like, the guy? Hey, they're at war, and then he died. That was that was at marathon. The Battle of Marathon was yeah. the thing. Anywho, the guy's name was not marathon. Yeah, it was. They called him Thon for short. Don't no. you know anything? Maybe. I thought you were the history major. It's a weird. Anywho, um, that guy does have a name. It's in Wikipedia. You can look it up yourself. Uh, I it's don't marathon. Feel, I don't feel like <laughs> Mr. Marathon. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's it's that it's that Paris that New York to Paris car race in like 1900. It's that. It's slow. Like a marathon. The winners of the marathon win in two hours. Like it's. I could it's weeks. based on my 5k thing in theory I could run a marathon in like four hours in theory <laughs> I don't know if I could keep my 5k pace up for four hours both of those but, are faster than transition yes yes um it is so slow and it is like it is like if you've ever looked at that pitch experiment the longest running experiment where they to prove oh, that asphalt is is a liquid they put it in a beaker and then to see if it'll drop and it's dropped like nine times in 120 years there'll be a link to this it is an impressive yeah, you can watch it image oh yeah but one fell camera. in like 2014 so another one's not going to fall for like a while but in like until your grandchildren will and start now watching. until like 2025 but yeah. in 2025 go back to this episode check that link <laughs> because one might fall soon um <laughs> otherwise you're going to be staring at a beaker for years uh, it's slow. It's slow, and you just have to be patient. It's mm-hmm. everything. It's waiting for everything. It's like waiting to get the appointment to get on hormones, waiting to the hormones to have an effect, and they're slow, and they take months or years and to have their effect. Start you on small doses because yeah. it's a powerful drug, and they have to see how it affects you. Mm-hmm. So. After the first few months, if it's going well, they'll ramp up your dose and stuff will start to happen a little more quickly. But initially, it is just buckle in and bring a book Mm because you're going to be waiting a while. You're going to wait for surgery dates. Mm -hmm. You're going to wait to pay off surgery Mm -hmm. or to save up money for surgery. You're going to wait for healing. It's Mm -hmm. just a long time. You know how long electrolysis of your your face might take? Yeah, it's just it's a slow process. Yep. Just a slow process. Yeah. Do you have any other general advice for our Redditor? The Redditor didn't really give me any information, background information. So this is just a little more general advice. But you're the one who knows if transition's right for you and when it's right for you. And I think the reasoning behind these questions is someone who's like, should I transition? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Or just what's involved. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, we've talked about this in the show, everyone who has gender dysphoria is transgender. 100%. That is the definition of transgender. You have gender dysphoria. But not all people who are transgender and experience gender trans eh, gender dysphoria choose to transition. Mm-hmm. There is not like a tipping point where you're transgender enough oh, yeah. to transition. You're not going to get 100 transgender tokens to be able to cross over your there is not a checklist of is your dysphoria greater than 7.13 on the herkimer jorgensen scale (laughs) i guess you can go uh you have to know you're the one who knows you know you you know your inner thoughts you know your feelings you know your life you know whether transition is right for you Mm -hmm. 
it's a long, hard decision, and you're going to be the one who knows that, and you're going to know when it's right for you, mm-hmm. and it, or if it's not right for you, you you have to make these decisions, and you're the only one who can know your life, and if it's right for you, obviously, talk to people, talk to people, talk to therapists, talk to family members, talk to people you trust, talk to friends, talk to your Zeppelin repair guy. <laughs> Talk to your rabbi. Talk to your rabbi's Zeppelin repair guy. You know there's that. The competing repair shop. Yeah. Well, the rabbi has the, they have a Zeppelin. It's yeah. just for the, the local synagogue. Of it's course. called the Flying Synagogue. Of You've course. seen it on the internet. Yeah. 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 Link provided to the Flying Synagogue. Uh-huh. That's a real thing. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't make that up. I would never make up. I would like never that. make up anything about a flying synagogue. Mm-hmm. Anywho. <laughs> um, you have to know. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think that's the hardest thing is I, I I think that's why so much transgender fiction is like forced feminization. <laughs> because you would because the whole point of the forcing is that it takes that that responsibility for it out. Yes. You don't have to make the decision. Someone else can make the decision and making it so hard. Yep. And if yep. someone else could just do that decision for me. That would be so much easier. So mm-hmm. it's not. It's That's my advice. Last question. Yeah. One thing that has come up. One thing that has come up when asking these questions to other people is how amazing boobs are. Are they amazing? Why or why not? Yes. 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 Boobs are amazing. Everyone loves boobs. Boobs are so great. Gay boys love them. Straight people Straight women, everyone. Mm, babies. Yeah. They do make sleeping positions, some some sleeping positions a little more tricky. It's worth it! I think it's worth it. Um, I have to, like, if I'm sleeping on my side, I have to, like, arrange them. <laughs> and I can't sleep on my belly. Because that's a little uncomfortable. It's worth um, it! But uh, it's worth it. I'm a side sleeper anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's fine. You place. sleep so well and so soundly that you sleep in any position you happen to be falling asleep into. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. She sleeps so well. I sleep so poorly. <sighs> I can work out that day. I can be exhausted. I can go to bed at 3 a.m. And I will still be like having trouble going to bed. She falls asleep at 8.30 <laughs> with a stereo blaring with a bright light in her face halfway through reading a book. <laughs> Wish I had your sleeping this. So that's part of, I added another difficulty to my sleeping. I have to like shift my boobs in the right way, but they're worth it. Yes. Boobs are super fun. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you, kind Redditor, for these awesome questions. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Was anything no, I think I if I, I really like this idea of like rapid fire. So mm-hmm. if you, if you, dear listeners, would like to send us any rapid fire questions, mm-hmm. I would love to do them. Yeah. Because this is really fun for, for me to just be able to go through like 100. I hope you guys aren't sick of hearing me talk about me. Sorry. It's the gender rebels. It's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like such an expert on myself. And less of an expert on you, Y'all, this listener. Is, this is all we have. So, yeah. so we're going to keep The best I could it. do is read biographies of people. But you know what? If you find like a person like Lincoln or Churchill or someone, you know how many biographies there are of them? Like hundreds. Mm. Even then, it's hard to be an expert on someone else. Mm. So whatever. This is what I know. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. Please leave a five star review on iTunes and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at the gender rebels. Music for the gender rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye. Amanda J. Yep. And likes to play. NHL. God, Jesus. NHL. There's only three things that, there's only like two ways that words end A, E, or O. It's or letters. It's so easy to write on them. So L. Let's do an L. But that walks away from the challenge that is the H. Ringing a bell. All right. NHL. H. Rings my bell. H. I like how they say it in the UK. You're silly. H. Okay. What do you want to talk about today? I just recently got 11 questions.